Hello, welcome to episode 34 of the We're All Screwed Up and That's Okay podcast with me, Dawn Walton. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about your child's online world. So if you don't work with kids or you don't have kids, you might not find this podcast episode particularly interesting. But this is not just about online world. This is about relationships and the current modern society of the internet. It can include trolls and all those sort of things that we all have to deal with when we think about our online world. My communication with my child has always been as open as we possibly could. To be honest, the main reason that I made sure there was an open and honest communication was because when they were little, having been through the experiences I went through in my childhood, I know how important it is to feel that there's somebody safe that you can talk to, there's somebody that you can trust, there's somebody that you can tell. In our household, secrets are a really bad thing. We have surprises, which are secrets with a known end date, but we don't have secrets. We don't keep things from each other. I have learned over my childhood and through my adult life, to my cost, how bad secrets can be. So as a result, as a parent, I've always made sure that we could talk about anything. We, there've been no no-go zones in what we talk about. And sometimes that's led to some really challenging conversations about things that I really would rather not talk about. But our commitment, me and my husband's commitment and contract with each other and with our child was that if they're old enough to ask, they're old enough to be told stuff in an age-appropriate way. When they got a phone, they didn't really have a phone until um, they were going visiting friends and uh, needed to be in touch with us when they weren't in the house, which was probably like 10, 11 years old, quite, quite late in some ways because, again, because of my childhood experiences, I'm an incredibly overprotective parent and I wouldn't let my child anywhere on their own. And I wouldn't let them anywhere where I didn't know it. I wouldn't leave them at anybody else's house. Um, and everything was restricted. Um, as it happens, they didn't really notice. Um, by the way, I'll have to apologise because it will feel grammatically incorrect that I use the term they. But my child is kind of non-binary, erring towards uh, a boy. And so they is a generic term for somebody which is neither he nor she. Um, so I apologise. I've spent a lot of time practising using this term. Um, it might grate on you a little bit. And I know it's grammatically incorrect, but it's kind of easier for me than saying he right now. So just bear with me. Um, anyway, so so being brought up, we've had this open and actually it's worked really well. They tell us everything. We have this really nice open relationship and they tell us everything, even stuff that we don't know. When they, <coughs> excuse me, when they started getting access to the Internet, um, the deal was that um, on Snapchat and it was used to be called Musical.ly, it's now TikTok. Um, I have to be able to know the passwords to the accounts. I have to be able to check the accounts. The only way you can have a phone is if I can log on to your phone. So you're not allowed to change your pin to block me off your phone and you're not allowed to um, have access to the social media sites without me being able to access them as well. They were only used internet, allowed internet connection downstairs in the living room, so the laptop had the internet connection. And actually, you know, they had an iPad and things like that, and over time, 
we had all sorts of issues with sites that they shouldn't be accessing and ended up taking Google Chrome and, and Internet Explorer and all the browsers off so they couldn't even get on the internet and restricting the YouTube. And that was just when they were watching Minecraft videos because they go from Minecraft videos to Minecraft videos in Russian to Russian dodgy sites, you know? <laughs> and, and kids these days are really adept at stuff like that. The good thing is um, my background is I'm a techie, so uh, I am very comfortable with all the social media. I'm comfortable with it from my business, from my background, from a technical standpoint. And I get kids and I get how the head works. So I have this unique advantage to be able to be realistic and so the other part of my policy in terms of bringing up my child was not only uh, to be uh, connected, to see everything that's going on, but to teach what is real and what is not real. I don't think blocking and restricting and banning really works because they don't learn. And then when they do get access, which they will do, by the way, they have no boundaries, no filters, no understanding. Everything becomes very real. So in the same way that the French let their kids drink wine at the dinner table from a young age, I always made sure that it wasn't about don't do it. It was about understand what you're doing, which meant things like um, Snapchat has... Um, a kind of mini map that you can see everybody on Snapchat so it will give your location and by default it puts you on the map so that anybody can see it you have to go in and put the restrictions on so that only your friends can see it or so it doesn't show knowing that you don't do videos on TikTok with your school jumper on you know as a therapist who practices out of their own home um, sometimes or before lockdown it was really important to me that, that there was no physical linkage between my child. And actually, in the earlier days, I used to do everything anonymously, uh, always referred to them as the little one, um, and didn't share photos and things like that. But, but these days, I'm a lot more open. They're obviously a lot older, uh, at 13 years old now. And, um, but what I've done is I've educated them. Don't, don't share things that identify where you live. Make sure there's nothing in the background. Make sure you don't talk about where you live. One day they'd done a video where they'd asked Alexa what the weather was. And it said the weather in your village, and it named the village, is blah, blah, blah. I'm like, take the video down. <laughs> you, know, you can't do that. That's not the way it works. So, so it's teaching them how to tell the difference between an online reality and the real world. That person is not necessarily a 14-year-old boy. That person could be anybody of any age. You don't know. you know. And, and to call out bullies and trolls and realize that they, they don't know anything about you. They're just kind of meeting a need to feel powerful. What we've done is we've kept that open communication and we've taught my child about the differences. Sometimes I would go through their TikToks with them and just make fun of the woman who was brushing her hair who got hundreds of thousands of likes versus the really cool drawing that folded out and made another really cool drawing that got like a thousand likes. I'm like, what is that about? That's so crazy. You know, and we just make fun of it and we kind of minimalize it and diminish it and help them see that there is a massive difference between the online world and the real world. Help them see how to keep safe. And yeah, you know, it's it, now they've got no restrictions. Now I, I don't check their account. But they've already learned those lessons and they still are talking to us about what goes on. 
So, and they're a normal teenager. I don't actually want to know what goes on in their account. <laughs> so anyway, the other day, um, my child split with their boyfriend. And, um, you know, they, they were okay. It was their choice. And they've been working through it. And one of the things about Ash is they're remarkably resilient. Like, unbelievably so. The bounce back ability of that kid blows my mind every time. Um, just really switched on. So has stuff, deals with stuff, struggles with stuff, but comes back from it super quick. So it was like the day after, had come home from school, was totally knackered, so had gone to bed and just fallen asleep. And had been asleep for a couple of hours. But one of the one of the language cultural things of the kids these days <laughs> always sounds so old, the kids these days, is um they talk about suicide, they talk about self-harm, they talk about their mental health, they talk about their anxiety. It's part of their language. In the same way as I talk about coffee, you know, oh, I want to kill myself. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, my mental health's so bad. Oh, I'm not coping well. You know, while giggling the head off and happily getting on with life. It's just part of the, the words. And it's really hard when you have two things. One is, you know, you're very concerned for your child and their well-being. And the second thing is, I know what it's like to feel suicidal. I know what it's like to have anxiety. I know what these things like. So I take it really seriously. I also know what it's like to be not taken seriously when you have these things. So I'm kind of torn between, oh my God, you know, my child's talking about wanting to kill themselves. And actually, this is just their language. It's just the silliness of, of the online world. They all share that. It's a competition. Who feels most like they want to die? Who has the worst anxiety? I had a conversation with my child about, oh, so-and-so in class has a hall pass because they have panic attacks. And when they had panic attacks, their parents took them to the doctors and they got helped. And I've got bipolar. So I need a hall pass. And they've gone to the, the guidance counselor who've gone, well, you know, if you're feeling really low, I don't really want you wandering down the corridors of school. That's a bad thing. You know, my my child was raging that one person had got a whole pass because they had panic attacks and they wanted to go to the doctor and be diagnosed and it's just it's just crazy. Um but it's the world that they live in. So anyway, child gone to bed and had posted a meme type thing on either the Snapchat or the Instagram, I don't know which one they'd done it on. And um it was all about, it was a cartoony thing about dying. And so one of their other friends had seen this and thought, oh my God, Ash is going to kill themselves and had panicked. And the panic had spread like wildfire amongst all the friends. And eventually I got a message on Instagram, a direct message from one of the friends saying, hey, I'm one of Ash's friends, really worried that they've done something. Um, can you tell me if they're okay? And, and we shouted up to the child who emerged bleary-eyed from the room, going, what, 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 fast asleep, totally oblivious, woke up to, like, all these messages on their phone from all their concerned friends, because they'd all decided that they'd tried to take their own life, going, nah, <laughs> that was just a joke, I just, I was just joking. But the really interesting thing was, the 13-year-old the girl, that is a friend of my child's that had messaged me directly on Instagram. Their Instagram username had MILF in it, M-I-L-F, which stands for Mother I Like To, well, you know. It's a term that is common in the porn world, 
It is, um, if you've ever watched American Pie, it's <laughs> Douglas Mum. You know, it's, 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 it's common language in that kind of world. And here I was being messaged by my child's friend, a 13-year-old girl, with that username. I was amazed. I was, I was just so amused by this. I was just making so much fun of it. I was just like, because I have in the past actually told my child to change their usernames on TikTok and Snapchat because they were inappropriate. And thinking of digital footprint, what happens when they're 20 years old and they've got all this content with that name? But I bet this kid's mother has no idea that they have a daughter with MILF as the <laughs> username on Instagram. It's just ridiculous. But you know, one in 10 of the people accessing porn sites are under 10 years old. Most kids by the age of 11 have seen porn. So you could say, oh, you know, let's lock down, let's get them off the apps, let's restrict them. But that's not going to work. They're going to find a way because the internet has it all. You know, it's all on there. So what we need to do is we need to teach them. We need to teach them how to read that stuff, how to look at that stuff. Tell them. We've, we've had conversations with my child about, you, you do know how porn works, right? This is, this is how it's filmed. This is what goes on. These are not normal interactions that you're seeing. They're designed for filming, like a cartoon or a whatever. They're not real. So that they don't kind of get to their first proper relationship and feel inadequate because they don't have giant bits <laughs> you know but you see most adults are not very techy they don't really understand snapchat and tiktok and instagram but our kids are on there and they're on their messaging and they think it's really cool to do dick pics my child comes home every day with these drawings all over their arm from their friends it's like what the heck and they think it's funny they, the way they talk to each other, the stuff they talk about, they think it's funny. It's not serious to them because the child brain is not developed to understand consequences. They do not understand consequences. They're just rebelling, like being emo, being punk, being whatever. It's just a way of rebelling, of finding an identity and doing something that shocks the grown-ups. But if they don't understand that that's not real, if they don't understand the online world isn't real, that people make stuff up, then it can be very serious. It can make them feel terrible. It can leave them sitting in their room feeling suicidal and self-harming. And, and actually, you know, we need to have the conversations about self-harm and how you're going to regret having scars on your arms for the rest of your life or whatever. You know, those things, there are better things to do when you're hurting than hurt yourself more because you still have to deal with the regret afterwards. We've had those conversations. My child has tried the self-harming stuff. They talk about genuinely wanting to kill themselves at times in their life. We have, even with our open communication, even with our loving, nurturing, supportive, safe home that they have, these things still come up. And it's scary, of course it's scary, but it's far less scary to not know about it, to have your child quietly sitting in their room doing all of this stuff. Because I'm telling you now, it's not that they're not doing it. They, they either are doing it and you know about it, or they are doing it and you don't know about it, it's not likely, very unlikely, that your child is the one that's not doing any of this stuff. If they've got access to the internet, if they've got internet-connected devices, they will be doing this stuff, I'm telling you now.
whether it's TikTok, whether it's Snapchat, whether it's Instagram, or even WhatsApp groups, which is how all of them communicate. This stuff is being shared and talked about and is part of their normal language. And if we don't understand that as adults, we don't have the chance to go, that is not real. That is not real life. That is an engineered reality. And that's okay, but be aware of that at all times. And if you've got any concerns and you've got any worries, you have to have that open communication. And it's difficult. I'm telling you now, it's difficult. It's <laughs> it's particularly difficult with the sort of childhood I've had to be open. But actually, I want my child to feel comfortable with their body, comfortable with their sexuality, comfortable with their relationships, comfortable in being themselves. And so it's my job as a parent to help them learn how to navigate that themselves without needing me or anybody else to tell them what is and isn't right. And that's what I concentrate on, even though it means often having the difficult conversations and often being told things that for me, I'm just like, oh my God, the world has ended. And then five minutes later, my child's absolutely bouncing downstairs, happy as Larry, like they've never had that conversation. Because to them, they haven't, because their brain doesn't understand the consequences of what they're doing. We do. We go into catastrophizing. So what is your child's Snapchat name, TikTok username, Instagram? Do you follow them? Are you on those platforms? Do you follow them? Do they follow you? <laughs> My child goes between following me and not following me. Um, there are restrictions that you can put on. The restrictions you can put on your account, I learned on Instagram, I can have it so that my story isn't seen by certain people. So my child and my child's friend don't see the stuff I post on my story, which means I'm safe to post some of the stuff about this, which is why it's not in my main feed. But, but, but don't kind of go thinking that your child is the one that isn't doing this stuff. The more we can educate ourselves as adults, the more open we can have about those conversations, the more we can teach our kids how to filter their own stuff, how to see it in their own way, and how to have healthy relationships as they navigate what is a really difficult time in their life. I'm going to be running a webinar on this um, and working. I'm looking at working with an organisation to see if we can do more on this. This is a big need right now, and I think... Um, ignorance is not an excuse for us. We can't just kind of go, well, I don't, I'm not comfortable with tech or I don't know. You need to, you need to get up to speed, follow your kids, look at their usernames, have those conversations because, you know, when I get a 13 year old girl with a MILF username, I'm just like, it's just so ridiculous. It's unbelievable. Um, anyway, hopefully, uh, this will get you thinking in some way. Feel free to connect with me on one of those social media platforms. Drop me a message, tell me what you think, ask me any questions. If I can help, I will. And I will speak to you all again soon.